Uh, um, good evening, friends, family, foes, and fuck niggas. Um, and ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everybody in between, all you other niggas too. This is um, Reality Rewind. This is the happily final part of Donald Trump, the election, the collusion. Um, it's the last time that I'll be forced to question myself and taste in men by looking at George Papadopoulos. Still, We're wrapping it up. That's the what I mean. I don't either. I don't either. I think it's because I have an attraction to people that are like not good for me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And George Papadopoulos definitely fits that. He has like the most disgusting, smarmy, slimy like smile. And I'm just like, I just yeah. want to hate fuck it out he, of you. He looks like a sucker, kind of like. A little bit, yeah. More than a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he, he um, really gives but, soccer. He reminds oh, it's the final me. Week. Of, he so remember? Cool. Did you remember the movie One Hour Photo? With Robin Williams, yeah. Yes, he reminds me of that character. Of that, yeah. I can see that he's <laughs> like that, but with more like charisma a yeah, little bit like more charisma a little bit more upstanding but he definitely gives one hour photo vibes he definitely gives final fourth at the roof down at the rupaul's drag race so and you can take from that whatever you want yes you can i know what i meant yes <laughs> you do but it's probably not what y'all knew what y'all are thinking nonetheless <laughs> um so we are finally on the rest of it the rest of episode two where it more directly talks about um less about hackings and um russian troll farms and more about the actual american bodies behind it yeah. many of these names had already been mentioned in the first half of the documentary the american bodies um, and- that aided in it and also the ones that didn't go full tilt to stop it because we will be oh, yeah. acknowledge both sides. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Trump and the co- and tr- Trump and the collusions. Tr- <laughs> Trump and the Russians. I mean, basically, he's kind of what it is, yeah. Um, it was um <clears throat> interesting. So <clears throat> there has been um one of the creators of the the company Fusion that does the like really deep rooted investigations i think believe his name was michael something um he was hired in 2012 it opens with him talking about being hired in 2012 to look at romney's finances and then he was hired again in 2015 2016 by marco rubio which is also a kind of cackle and a half and it was interesting that he said somebody that had access to quote-unquote dark money and deep pockets yeah. And when I think of Marco Rubio, I don't think of deep pockets or that's exactly money. what I think of. Well, I what I mean by I don't think of dark money. Well, no, actually I take that back because that's right. exactly what I think of. But that's just a personal opinion. He he's a a man of Latin descent that got that has a large amount of white support i immediately associate those two things with him but is he i mean in at a taking a very large risk 
and I'm going to say something brave yet controversial. Isn't he Cuban, though? Let me find out. I'm pretty sure Marco Rubio is Cuban. I never took the time to look into his, like, ethnic background because I get, I would get annoyed at the fact that he tried out that Spanish every time he kind of needs a boost. Oh, please. Ted Cruz does it, too. I know. Who also is... Is the son? Okay, so what does Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, and Brandy Norwood have in common? Stop. <laughs> Both of these niggas allegedly have a body count. <laughs> I hate you so much. Yes, uh, Marco Rubio is Cuban. Yeah, so he considers himself to be spicy white. Oh, I know. He's like mayonnaise with um a little dash of ketchup in it. Yes, he's he's That's mayo. A, there it is. There it is. Um, Marco Rubio is just white with an accent, like. Um, but he was hired by Marco Rubio to investigate Trump and the, the like, round table of fist fucking that happens in the midst of this investigation. And I put it that way specifically because, so you've got <sighs> the stress in those sighs. Because you have Fusion, who's hired by Marco Rubio to investigate Trump. Then you also have Fusion, who's once again hired by um, a Russian oligarch, Oleg Dis- Despecky, he's in my notes. We'll get further into that soon. Mm-hmm. But he, they then hire him. He's then hired by him to once again investigate Paul Manafort's finances. Mm-hmm. And then once the information is found, instead of pursuing anything, um, he finds out that Donald Trump is in that Paul Manafort is Donald Trump's um, campaign manager, and of course you know, conversations are had. That's why I said the fist fucking of all of this. And then you throw Chris Steele in and the Steele dossier and two Russian hookers pissing on each other in the bed that Obama once slept in. Which I believe wholeheartedly is true. I believe that shit is true. Because it sounds too much like Trump. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, of course he'd have like two Russian sex workers giving each other as they so delicately and um, tastefully put it in the documentary <clears throat> golden showers on a bed that Obama that uh, Barack once slept in yeah that's, I'm I sure mean, this isn't the first time no that makes total sense like I I never the thing about all of this and this is a little slightly off subject but not really the thing about Everything that happened throughout that election, everything they're talking about, it's yeah. like, it's either A, not something we've never heard, or B, or, right. not something we don't, we couldn't easily believe. Like None of this is like unbelievable. None of this was shocking or newsworthy or anything of the sort. It's just because it was on all the time. That's it. It's That's like, it. Because it was consistently between consistently running on the news stations because 24 hour news cycle and 
consistently being pumped out by these troll farms and everything else. It's like all this outrage was so fake because it's all stuff we already knew. Like, yeah, the outrage is from that. The outrage that happened, and let's be perfectly honest, because I've been dealing with it on an almost daily basis at this point. More white morality is a trip of bullshit. Yeah, and all that outrage was steeped in white morality. Mm-hmm. Um, but after finding out about the fist fucking circle of financial Michigas, um, we meet Felix Slater, uh, not Slater, Satter. I was thinking of A.C. Slater, excuse me. Yeah. Mario Lopez is fine, but transphobic and homophobic. Nonetheless, among Felix Satter. Among other things. Mario Lopez. He should never be allowed to speak. It's very problematic. All he has to do is introduce things and look fine. Like, know your lane, keep your mouth shut, make your money. But he's aged terribly. Like, I don't... He he hasn't at all. He, he doesn't look the way I think he should look at this age. Maybe that's why I think... Because he looks old to me. Well, that's but because, like, be also... hateful people age faster. But he still looks good. I didn't say he's he also in his good. 50s, aren't they? Yes, but that he looks older than he is to me, but it could be my lens of disdain for him that is making him look like decrepit in my eyes. Because I was trying to watch that new Save by the Bell and I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. Well, that's also, they put a bad, like they fucked his hair up and it looks horrid. It looks maybe horrendous. That, maybe that's why. No, that hairpiece looks odd because I watched that clip of when Lark Voorhees came on and they did the to screech, you know, yeah. the little in memory of Dustin Diamond, who I feel like didn't like most of them. No, he hated these niggas. Like he definitely he hated them. He hated that show. He hated all of this. Yeah, I keep feeling like I don't know. I mean, I guess it's important to do, but. I just wouldn't be doing um, uh, uh, any kind of like homage to somebody that fucking hated me but they also, and wrote a tell all about me. They couldn't do this show without at least acknowledging him because Screech was the longest running character on that show. That is true, yeah, because Mr. Belding had, by that time, yeah, Mr. Belding, I think, had left. But remember, to retire. from the very first season when it was Miss Bliss. Bliss and yeah. They couldn't not acknowledge the longest running character on that show. That's like doing a Power Rangers reunion and not acknowledging Tommy. Um, no, that would be like doing a Power Rangers reunion and not having Amy Jo Johnson there, who played the original Pink Ranger. And I say that specifically because Amy Jo Johnson was one of the longest um, next to, no, 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 not even that, or David Yost, the Blue Ranger. Because Blue Ranger was there longer than everybody else, except for Tommy. He was the only other yeah. person. Yeah. But I'm a don't worry. That's going to be a whole raggedy ramp thing because I have feelings, and the Power Rangers universe is now expanding to Netflix. It is. Um, and they're talking about doing potentially some children's content, which gives me hope for a more like Power Rangers RPM style, darker story. More, I mean, my like you know, my kids obsessed with the Power Rangers, so. Oh, I live. I've seen versions I, I didn't even know existed. <laughs> Bitch, yes. Yes. Beast Morphers. It's like, the fuck are y'all? I mean, she was. What the fuck is this talking fondue pot that turned into so a bicycle? Confused. I was like, why are y'all? 
wait, y'all not animals? No, why y'all appliances? What is happening? Like, what is going no, on? I'm, I'm we teleport and y'all mutating. What is happening? I don't know what y'all doing. And like, it's five of y'all. Y'all mutating into other people. Like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, speaking of Power Rangers and people being stronger than before, uh, mm-hmm. Trump starts talking about, <laughs> I'm sorry, stronger than before, the Zeal theme song. Never mind. Deep cut. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Phoenix uh, Sater actually uh, begins, to, begins to build a relationship with Donald Trump. And they are in the midst of talking about opening um, Trump Phoenix, Trump Soho, London, Paris, Istanbul. And also on the docket was a um, Trump Moscow. However, Felix Sater makes it very known that he was not bringing in um, Russian money to the Trump campaign. <laughs> um, the whole, his whole goal was to build the largest building um, in Europe. And he calls Michael Cohen um, and Michael Cohen's all down for it. You have Trump already out and about in, um, for campaign already, essentially campaigning for Putin as well. Yep. And he would actually have them take video and cut up of all of his like pro pro uh, Putin rants and mm-hmm. have it spliced together to create a package to present to the Russian oligarchs. Yep. Um, Trump has no values. One. Or Trump in and of himself. I'm sorry. Trump in and of himself has no value. I said that wrong, but both. Yeah, I'm like he values money. That's yeah. that's his value. Um, and he in reality just truly wasn't even really running. I don't believe that. And in the documentary, also kind of make it seem like um, Donald Trump in reality was never really running to win. No, this was which a bargaining. It always thing. felt that way. Did, no, yeah, this was nothing more than just this was, bullshit this publicity. This whole thing was a publicity stunt to yeah. get these governments to sign off because it's like you see, even if because even if he didn't win, he's still in the history books. That's exactly it, too. I mean, you have somebody as notable. I mean, and let's be—we have to be perfectly honest and for real too. Like in pop culture, there is a place that Donald Trump holds, yes, regardless whether we like for it or years. not. And, and that's exactly it. And hell, for years, he was in all of the 80s and 90s sitcoms. He was on all the tabloids. He was always talking to Oprah. He was always talking to or doing something. He's been he was on our, our television in some capacity right. for as long as I can remember. And, and to have somebody who, at this point, before the election in his career, was really nothing more than like an overrated reality star. He was a reality TV star. He was a reality star. He was like Kenya Moore in a bad wig. First reality star to effectively run for president, let alone yes. win. So yeah. now you're going to look up in all these bitches from, we're going to look up a Suki Hana's ass that's going to be trying to run for governor. Now we're going to look up a Mimi's ass that's going to be trying to run for fucking state senator. Now we look up and fucking Stevie J's ass is going to be trying to run for county commissioner. <laughs> nah, he'll be the comptroller. The what? The comptroller. What the hell's a comp? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're talking about the, this Russian shit. Like I was thinking trolling. I was thinking no, the, the the county comptroller. <laughs> okay, I was like, well, he is a troll. <laughs> poor, poor Faith Evans. Poor Faith Evans. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but um, Trump in and of himself as an individual has no value. It's the licensing of the name yep. that helps to create the money. And mm-hmm. when Sater initially approached some people, some Russians about it, um, before the election, they felt like there was no real true value. Because his name doesn't, his name in and of itself. It wasn't that big in Russia. A cachet in Russia. But then you put former presidential candidate. Right. That. And not just that, but one that has like very blatantly made himself appear as to be pro-Russian. Yeah. But that's the whole point. It's like now he's former presidential candidate, Donald Trump, who also was trying was running on a platform of opening doors to Russian US unity. Yeah. So different- <laughs> sorry, something scared me. No, I saw I yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I was trying to pay attention, but I just couldn't know what it was in the house. Um exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, Donald Trump uh, it's all about all about an, in the licensing and the specific businessmen, which I don't think it was Agalorov. I think that's how you pronounce it, Agalorov. I think um, so. That sounds right. I don't think they were. No, they were specifically talking to them initially. And they were like, well, why are we paying this high of a fee just for this man's name? Um, as a way to help bolster his uh, appearance in Russia, Trump used the uh, move the Miss Universe competition to Moscow. Yeah, um, it was a bad time at had by all because the Agalorov didn't see anything else happening. <laughs> you said what? Yes, it was, but I also couldn't imagine it going any other way. Like, I mean, yeah, like what else was gonna happen? <laughs> Like truly what else was going to happen. Right. Um, the Agalorovs uh, were, the Agalorov uh, Business Institute of Maine um, was under the belief that <laughs> they were going to receive Western sponsorship and mm-hmm. ended up not receiving as much as they thought. Um, so they ended up losing a fair amount of money. However, one of the Stipulations was that Emin Agalorov, who becomes not even a real major player, but he becomes a little bit of a, he becomes, no, because she's a major player. Damn, I can't say her. <laughs> okay, no, I can't say her. He becomes that girl before she got paralyzed, if that makes sense. Because when she was paralyzed, she was all over the place. When she was that girl, she was just kind of like, Hey, I'm here. And Bruce was like, why are you here? Go home. (laughs) But while you're here, hey, um, help me save Robin real quick. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) Still like a very bit player, but has a level of a certain minute level of importance. Yeah. Um, Okay. Eman was still given his chance to sing his two little two songs at the that were that were supposed to be uh, stipulated in the contract at Miss Universe 2013, which is really interesting and funny because if I remember correctly, I think I actually watched that pageant. And I didn't, had no idea who this man was. I actually did not think he was Russian. I thought he was Latino. (laughs) I swear he was Latino. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I'm here for it. Whatever y'all are trying the to do. The thing is, I haven't seen his picture. I could completely understand that. Yeah, like, look at even watching the documentary, I was like, this man looks Latino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but throughout all of this, especially... Con- oh, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Russia's ultimate goal was to... Um, get rid of the Magnitsky's Act, which um, was an international attempt to protect whistleblowers, mm-hmm. specifically in Russia, when, they, mm-hmm. when it comes to reporting about the, the actions and the corruption of the oligarchs and leadership in Russia. That yep. was their entire goal. Um, they wanted sanctions removed. They wanted, they wanted to be free. Mm-hmm. They said... They were on, you know, that person that Fantasia was singing to in that, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Yes. But she said, go ahead and free yourself. Putin was like, yes, please remove the Magnitsky. <laughs> um, but the Aguilar's, which is why I brought Amin's ass up, mm-hmm. he ends up playing a little bit of, a little bit more of a role because he receives communication through Russian intelligence that is asked to be delivered to Donald Trump. So he begins communicating with Donald Trump Jr. They actually meet, if I believe correctly, they meet across the street. I think, was that them that met across the street? I think they met across the street from Trump Tower. Yeah, Um, yeah, they did. And they vaguely discuss. Um, it was kind of a whole bunch of nothing that well, well both those meetings were because there were two separate meetings. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a whole bunch of nothing, but he does allude to the fact that he has obviously the emails that we've talked about for two mm-hmm. episodes because they talked a lot about hacking those goddamn. A emails. lot about them fucking emails. <laughs> like, could you imagine the kind of like the number of Sephora emails these Russian hackers had to sift, like sift through the number of Bed Bath and Beyond offers. That's what like I'm these saying. niggas are like, like how much do you get from Uber Eats for fuck's sake? Borsh. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but he begins to tell them essentially that he has access to these emails. And uh, it was a couple of days later that the emails then came out. Um, in the midst of all of this, and Trump actually beginning to slowly but surely gain ground michael cohen wanted to back away from any big deals in an attempt to just kind of see what's going to happen with the election um which was probably in hindsight and common sense that it's the best way to operate in this situation is that you have to back off of those deals at that point because you're no longer a businessman running for president you are a viable presidential candidate right we got George Papadopoulos popping his disgusting, gross, but oddly attractive ass up. <sighs> oh, and in the process of this, too, because it can't skip over that, um, Trump announces his foreign, um, his foreign advisors, and both George Papadopoulos and Carl, Carl Page? page whatever page man's name is i'm so stoned the page man the one the creepy looking weirdo one um are both named um 
foreign advisors. Yeah. And in the midst of this, George, after, well, almost directly after George Papadopoulos got his drunk ass in somebody's hotel bar talking to diplomats from fucking Australia that the, about <laughs> the Russians in emails. And this one specific diplomat didn't put two and two together until the WikiLeaks release, once again, into that fist fuck circle of frenzy. Yeah. They named the investigation Crossfire Hurricane. And the song that they played, kind of a bop. <laughs> it was a bop. Okay. Um, I, they have made a new fan out of me for that one. But the people being investigated were George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, Carter Page, that's his name, and Michael Flynn. Um, then we also just, they just gave us a lot. Then we hit the steel dossier. <laughs> It was a lot of dossiers, just... There was a lot of dossiers, documents, collections, volumes. Mm -hmm. It's like, my word, is this... Where's J.K. Rowling all up in here? There was a lot happening. I was just like, but why do... It's a lot of paper. Y'all done spent a lot of money at the Kinko's. Just, what? (laughs) Well, Christopher still gets hired by Fusion same company that Christopher Steele then hires later on um, to invest, essentially investigate Trump's actions, Trump just in general in Russia and uh, in the Ukraine as well. And that's how we ended up with Donald Trump and as they once again tastefully and respect, respectfully put in the documentary into uh, sex workers engaging in what the locals call golden showers on a bed yeah. that Obama once slept in. Yeah. Um, us younger generation of kinky pigs call it piss play. But, you know, that's just up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm a freak you six-year-old, Todd. I hope you niggas are awake. We're going to talk about some nasty shit today. Because this nigga's nasty. And I believe he's, I personally have an, of, of my opinion, I believe he's in a scat, but that's neither here nor there. So, I, I mean, <laughs> I've heard it. So, um, so Chris still begins to see a pattern of things and begins to question many things. Um, what's also brought up is not just the Russian piss play. It's Carter Page being invited to give a commencement speech um, at, at one very specific Russian college. But the person the year prior was U.S. President Barack Obama. So it is a rather curious situation yeah. to have a newly crowned foreign, ad, foreign advisor coming in to give a commencement speech in, uh, at an organization that is known to pay heftier speaking engagement fees which i know his was hefty as well but he there there was no real backing or um i don't want to say experience what's the word i'm looking for intelligence to back it up i was like i don't know what you're looking for but yes that let's just say intelligence um and about the same time too uh well i'm sorry also in the still dossier he claimed that uh Carter Page was intermediary for um, U.S. UFO from Trump campaign to Russian operatives. Yeah. He states that Carter Page was offered a bribe 
um, for the removal of sanctions, you know, the Magnitsky Act mm-hmm. via the presidency. Um, and what he got in return would be sales of Restnet, which is a Russian oil company, and it was a 90% stake in it. Um, Carter Page himself actually talks about how much like financial it's actually worth. And it was $11 billion. Yeah. The possibility of $11 billion. Yeah. They also drag his ass for a good solid two minutes. They're like, yeah, no, he's perfect for stuff like this because he's not bright. He's horny. He's drunk. It was very much like, because he's dumb and we hate him and he's trash and He's really ugly. Don't we can't deal. Like we do not see it for the girl. It's (laughs) nobody saw it for him. He done he couldn't even see it for him. Shit. (laughs) Um it's also told that um steel, unfortunately, we because of the way, so he was a, a not French, a former you nope. English, there we go. A former English intelligence office, um, um, officer, I almost got the country wrong. And because of the way that he's had to operate, the relationships that he's had to build, yeah. um, revealing sources for his information is very difficult, let alone, so what we initially saw when that shit came out was very redacted, let alone yeah. having any kind of like actual source. It was literally it. nothing in there. like. No, I mean, except for piss play, that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And it, there was piss pay, play and a little bit of Carter Page, if I remember. There might have been more about everybody else, but those are the two things that I can remember just outright. Yeah. Um, but because of the information that he had received, especially when it comes to Russian interference in U.S. election, he takes it to the FBI. Carter Page is now under investigation. Carter Page is sitting in the back of every local bus that he could talking about mm. his civil rights violations. Literally just running off at the mouth. Just civil rights right. violations. They all been violated. It's like, Nick, what? Like He said, I got 99 problems and we shall overcome. Like, he's just he's just all in the black. Yes. He's every oppressed black woman in the United States of America at this point. We're talking <laughs> about his invasion of privacy, his civil rights. You would have thought that this was Tiananmen Square, the way that this nigga was standing there running right. his fucking mile. Um, so the FBI is investigating him. Then, then the investigation in and of itself with Chris Steele moves to Paul Manafort again and his money. Um, mm. The way that Paul Manafort made his money, and it kind of boggles my mind that he he is not on somebody's list or hasn't been on somebody's list. Like the fact that this man has been teaching dictators how to gain, how to gain political influence in the American, in the American system of government. I would think of that personally for me as a, is a, huge red flag right but that's that somebody that should and has to always that be that watched. Type of shit was able to just rock like that doesn't surprise me at all i guess it doesn't surprise me like it's going so it's going to happen and as long as he's not doing anything legal you can't 
touch him but mm-hmm. i think it would be i think it would have been highly important just to keep an eye on him especially considering his um relationship with Viktor yanukovych the pro- ukrainian president mm-hmm. who he actually pretty much built and installed yes but then you're also but this surprise is not taking into account the weight of it all because yeah i mean if russia's the enemy though and you know this man has prior relationships with the president of ukraine like i, I don't know two to two to me equals four and sometimes you i can mean get a i point hear you and i agree two. with you but we just know <laughs> yeah niggas they gonna nick Right. They go, Nick. Um, but yeah, Paul Manafort pretty much made his money teaching dictators how to, and when I say infiltrate, I don't mean like hacking or anything. He taught them how to navigate the U.S. political system, um, as well as essentially a uh, consultant. He knew how to run and win elections. Mm. He knew how to build and present people in a way that made them viable in once again in this case you had Viktor Yanukovych who was the you know now disgraced well once disgraced president of the Ukraine um also tied up in this is Olaf Deripaski Deripaski Olaf Deripaski who I thought was kind of leather daddy hot um <laughs> he had begun pushing for Yanukovych to train a president that was very much pro-Russian hence uh, Yanukovych so Deripaski Oluk as I like to call him Mm -hmm. hired Christopher Steele to find out about Manafort's money using fusion once again here's that fish just deep in each other's asshole we're past the wreck and we're in, we're in that second hole just knuckle deep oh my gosh <laughs> I, I don't know that i can do that again <laughs> <laughs> so olag hired christopher Steele to find yanukovych money and christopher Steele hired fusion i'm sorry he hired him to find paul manafort's money and paul and Christopher Steele, who was just hired by Fusion to investigate Trump, was now being hired by Christopher, Christopher Steele right. to, to fucking look into his campaign manager's money. Like, that's why I say this is a fist fuck. It's a fist fucking circle of death because mm. everybody's just investigating everybody at this point. It's like Clue. It Except is. the rest of us are the like furniture in the background where Mrs. <laughs> where the cook gets her ass just thrown over the side of the couch. (laughs) Um, We also get another interesting player, um, Konstantin Kalmanecki, who also worked for Paul Manafort, but he worked for Paul Manafort in Kiev, Kiev, Ukraine, working on Yanukovych. And we also get Rick Gates. Rick Gates was one of the very few people to turn state's evidence. Um, I just wrote snitch because you don't get just because <laughs> just because you turn state's evidence to save your ass does not mean you get respect from me. And in this situation, you don't even deserve this respect of being called a whistleblower. You are a snitch. And snitches get stitches. Okay. Am I right or am I wrong? I, 
you know Either what? snitches get turned to bitches or they get stitches. <laughs> I know. I'm t- I'm talking like well, I'm talking like I'm waiting on the prayer to come from Rankers. You sound like Renee Graziano. <laughs> a queen, an icon, a role model, the moment, the time, forever. <laughs> forever a living legend. Forever a living legend. I have to tip my hat to her and I want them to bring that show back. Um, I mean, I heard rumors that they were. I did too, but I think it fell flat. Yeah, I don't think it worked out i, I mean all the drag race on vh1 when are they gonna put mob wives in you know you can't go from like oh, she's such a dumb bitch oh how dare she make an outfit that looks like mine to i'm a gut you like a fucking pig you dumbass bitch. like that's a hard left turn in violence yeah it is it very <laughs> very, very very much i mean unless you put renee on as a guest judge or drag race, which I would love. Or, or bring back drag you and have the ladies from my boys. They did. It's well, they brought it back under a different name. It's called Secret Celebrity Drag Race. It's like this is just drag you. It's just drag you, <laughs> yeah. But and instead of it being like mostly single mothers who are tired of their work life, it's celebrities. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was interesting was roughly about this time um pollsters in ukraine were actually asking about like the possibility of dividing it up between two different countries between east and west with the eastern half of it the pro-russian half of it being um ran by Viktor yanukovych um this was this was an attempt and also a ramp up for the possibility of a trump election which once again, nobody thought was going to happen. There's not a single soul that thought that Donald. No, I take that back. I did, but I, I did say, not. I thought that. I'm sure you thought that. Like, I thought it not for these reasons. I thought it because like this country is full of fucking idiots. Exactly. And they see this man every day. Like just. I was like, this is, these are the same people that also voted for Harambe. So, oh my God. you know, like it doesn't. It doesn't shock me. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that Harambe shit is over. I'm so glad that Harambe is fucking over. Um, over? But let's fast forward a little bit later because I'm I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicky, the young man that was I'm changing his name all the time. The young man that was working for Paul Manafort. Yes. Um, was it actually, because, okay, so there was a rift between Paul Manafort and Oleg, specifically around like 2014, 2015, because of the Ukraine, let's call it revolution mm-hmm. or invasion. We'll call it invasion. It was an invasion. Um, yeah. Kalmanicki, years later, is actually essentially tasked to by Paul Manafort to let Olag know at some point, some way, so that he sees it himself what exactly he's doing. And this is also happening at the same time that Olag was playing Chris fucking Steele and Fusion to find Paul Manafort's money. So yeah. the money is found. Olag finds Paul Manafort and Paul Manafort, and instead of walking up on Lee Daniels like James Ashdig. <laughs> 
Oleg is like, let's chat. So they chat. Um, and then we get hit with the most unusual analogy. Yeah. Where we're talking about being seduced at the bar because collusion is not a word that necessarily a- applies to the law, which confuses me. Yeah. So he um, he wanted to go with seduction. And he said, well, what happens if you were sitting at the bar, you talk, and then you move to a table, and then you go back home? And I'm like, somebody gets pregnant. What the fuck? Somebody gets pregnant. Like, what are we doing? Or somebody gets an STD. Like, there's no, there's no other way. <laughs> and one person's going to have an awful time, and that same person's going to get pregnant. Yeah. It's usually, women usually have awful times during sex, and I'm sorry for that, y'all. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but... Yeah. Um, that's awesome. But I, I get what he was saying was essentially like everyone in the room can see what's happening. There's just no hard evidence and proof or things in writing to back up that, hey, this is what's actually happening, despite the rest of the world seeing that this is what's actually yeah. happening. Yeah. Then they take us on the magical fuck shit ride of a young dead man named Seth Rich. <laughs> Which, and this, there's probably a place, there's definitely a place in hell for me for this. Because the entire time I was watching it, I was just thinking of that TikTok of the young white gay man in New York who thought, who Sonya Morgan thought was Matthew Shepard. <sighs> Talk about, I just saw you in that movie. Mm-mm. You should use that. You should, yeah, no, you should definitely use that. <laughs> I think she thought that I was Matthew Shepard. That just, that me every was special. I feel like that's just something that is distinctly to be expected. Is it? Um, but uh, from her, from them, yes, yes. very much okay. so. Uh, Seth Rich was a DNC, a, a DNC staffer at the time, and he ended up being murdered. Um, some some stories say that he was murdered. Nothing was stolen. Some some stories say that things were stolen. Some people say that it was just a, a hit and not like a hit and run, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like um just violence bestowed upon him by somebody that he didn't know. Some people say that it was the CIA and the FBI. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I believe it was the CIA and the FBI? No, because, and I say this because these niggas like to make examples out of people publicly, repeatedly, and have continuously done so. They also enjoy looking for Jimmy Hoffa, and he is neither one of those things in this case at all. Yeah. Um, but he's a former DNC staffer. And like I said, they keep saying that Clinton um, had the CIA or the FBI or higher hitmen kill him because he was uh, alleged to be a quote unquote good patriot and was on his way to leak the emails. Julian Assange um, tries to infer, infer, is that the word? Allude, there we go. Mm-hmm. He tries to allude that Seth Rich was one of his sources, um, but refused to ever speak about it again after that. Yeah. Poor Pamela Anderson. Mm. Um, 
Roger Stone was really the one that kicked it into the scope and the stratosphere of uh, mainstream America. Yeah. So Roger Stone tweets about it. It gets picked up by little shitty websites. Um, and these little shitty websites carry it over to OAN, which is One American News. Never watch it. Um, and what's Never the other one? OAN and something else. I can't remember what the other one is. But um, it gets kicked over to OAN. And because it's over on OAN, Fox carries it. Yes. And it is seen on Hannity. It's seen on Fox and Friends. Even mm-hmm. Fox News Local DC yep. carries this fucking story. Yeah. Um, and in reality, like a lot of that spin started off with one of the many, one of the many Teddy named Russian hacking trolls. I can't remember if it was Sleepy Bear, Lazy Bear, Grumpy Bear, or, or Glitzy Bear, but it was one of them niggas. Yeah. Um, Assange was actually on, like, actually the televised news talking about this, too. Yes. And had the unmitigated gall and audacity to allude to this as being a thing. Uh, yeah. Without saying that he was also in contact with, they keep saying Goosefer. I say it's Guccifer. <laughs> and I say it's Gucci fur because I'm sure one of you niggas got a cousin named Gucci fur. You know Mm-mm. it. You know it. Yes, yes, I do. But no, girl. Which, if you are Gucci fur, shout out to you, bitch. You're winning. Stay coining 2022. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Assange doesn't acknowledge the fact that he is in contact with Gucci fur. So we've got another fist fucking daisy train happening. So you've got Trump in contact with um, Roger Stone, Roger Stone in contact with Julian Assange, Julius Assange in contract with Gucci fur and by proxy, the Russian troll opposition, who is also feeding this information from them, from themselves into the public stratosphere. And it's looping back around because Trump keeps saying the same shit too. Yeah. This is like, if you kind of talk through this weird ass, like whatever the fuck, it really shows you why this was all so easy. Because clearly, because this was really just a business deal for them and not like the fate of the country, it was- It's easy when you're talking dollars because that's all they're looking for. Well, and it's funny too, but the way that like Julia Assange likes to position himself as this like uh, as as the (laughs) I almost said as the Harriet Tubman of truth. Mm, I mean, but no, seriously though, that's how he like positions himself as this leader of truth and justice just in the world in and of itself and here you are in communication with a foreign entity mm-hmm. that is not only hacking into not only hacking into the voting records to the most quote unquote mundane things in all 50 states let's yeah. be honest there um cuz 
I remember hearing about Illinois, but when this shit said, yeah, no, they rattled the doors in every state. I was like, oh my goodness, bitch. They rattled the doors. These bitches were shaking the table. They were shaking the table. <laughs> my word. It's like, how they even get in the house? <laughs> that doesn't actually surprise me. No, I mean, not me neither, perfectly honest. Me neither. Um, but to have him sit and create once again sit sit in this level everybody's sitting in this level of white morality at this point white morality yeah. that is um is and will always be the most self-serving thing it's a bunch of white people sitting here and talking about what they know is best and really what it is at the end of the day is it's, it's completely and utterly self-serving mm-hmm. sorry i need a little sip of water no that's fine um, so we begin to see actual um, hacking in, um, I'm trying to think of how to refer to this, um, voting registrars, um, and not just voting registrars, but a social security office, I believe, was hacked too. Um, pretty much the Russians are hacking any, like, I don't want to call it low level, but I mean, in the grand scheme of like daily operations, it it's low, low level, level. Thing. you yeah. know, it's not like, it's not like a police department. It's not like uh, a city government, a state municipality. Like it's none of that because this is something that happens just every two years. Right. And that's why I'm kind of considering as being like, like lower level offices. And it was funny to, not funny, it was sad to hear about how the majority of the states didn't even have decent cybersecurity. Right, right. Did you, you remember that white woman with the brown hair? She yes. was like, well, they can hack into the voting machines. It's it not connected to the internet. It's like, not man. online. They man. can't hack it. Like, bitch, somebody should have hacked your hairstyle. Somebody should hack your hairdresser and have them help you along. <laughs> also, your stylist, too. Because you look like, honestly, this woman was dressed to go feed the homeless on Christmas morning. Nope. Nope. She was. Mm-mm. She's like, I'm the well, well-meaning white woman down here on Christmas morning helping to feed the homeless. We from the deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but they literally did they didn't if they didn't get into records they tried as best as they could without getting caught to hack into every state yeah and i believe it was like 18 states that actually denied yeah it was 18 states that actually denied the federal help that was being given to them by homeland mm-hmm. security and securing their elections because as we all know elections happen on the state by state basis versus federally which federally yeah. would make more sense um and yeah. 18 states turned it down brian kemp's dumb raggedy ass got the nerve to sit up here and talk about well it was homeland security that hacked over here and really it was just somebody from homeland security at work that happened to google i don't know furbies at target for their niece yeah. and all of a sudden brian kemp gets to sit here with his shotgun feeling all indignant and vindicate ah and vindicated you really this nigga ain't nothing but a piece of goddamn garbage 
trifling bastard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp is an idiot, but Brian <laughs> Kemp is an idiot in the kind of way where it puts everyone else in the world in danger. You know, mm-hmm. like yes, Brian Kemp is the one that's like, and actually, I don't even have to say is the one that's like, because this is, it's exactly what we saw. Like, if we were living in the mist, right? No, no, no. Um, if we were living in Bird Box, okay, and the federal government said, hey, everybody, cover your eyes. There's these things out here. They're killing everyone that looks and sees. They're going to get you. Brian Kemp will be the dumb fucker out here with binoculars. I don't see shit until his head is gone. Mm-hmm. And I say we already seen it because that was pretty much him and mass mandates. Yeah. That's why I put it that way. way. That's why I was like, wait a minute. Bird box. Perfect. <laughs> Uno perfecto. I think that, that might have been racist. I think- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to the Latin people here. It's bad enough y'all got to do with Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. I shouldn't be sitting here making up fake Latino words. No. No, you should not. And honestly, it's bad enough too. Y'all got to do with Veronica Vega, but that's a story for another day. <sighs> so <laughs> I'm hateful today. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's brought to the attention of um, they tried to bring it to Harry Reid's attention, and he decides to have a conversation with Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell refuse to alert any of the states to the activities that are happening. This is before help is like asked to be given. Yeah. Um, they refuse to alert the states to any activities. They find this, the fact that the Russians are beginning to um, investigate uh, entities of, minister of uh, local governments. They find it to be partisan. And they choose that it's they choose it not to be worthy of the governor's attention, and that it's up to its states' rights, yeah. which is probably the most foolish, disgusting, and dumb thing. But once again, we're talking about a man whose like neck looks like turkey giblets. I mean, but the if you think okay, so what I'm about to say might be a hot take, but follow me. If you think about the concept of states' rights, right? That the the fact that every state on some level functions as its own entity is the reason why our country kind of is the way it is not the exact reason because it's like a collection of franchises you know what i'm saying everybody has a basic book but nobody's doing the same shit and so we can't get on board and actually operate like a country yeah it's states. The concept of states' rights is probably the most ridiculous thing because at that point, we really are. We really are, and I've always acted as if we were separate, like fifty separate countries. Yeah, just in like in alliances with certain views at a time. Yeah, we're fifty neighboring countries, not. Yeah, in country working as a whole. No, and it's been that way for a very long time. And mm-hmm. I, I'm once again, that's another thing of like, 
people are always separated. It's like, well, people are always separated because we all aren't governed under the same laws at all. And we try and have these conversations about like, I don't know, race, class, sexuality, gender, all of these things, when we don't even have the basic same understanding of like the laws that are supposed to govern and quote unquote protect us. Um, Let alone when it breaks down into those individual demographics. But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but Obama, Mr. Barack, because they put it as putting, they put it as the possibility of Barack Obama coming out with this and Hillary winning. They say he doesn't want to delegitimize um, such a historic win, which I kind of understand that. However, okay, I get it. That's but not you also you had a job to do as the sitting president. Right. And you know, you you also could have not necessarily maybe have made the open claim of it, but just like you went to Putin and was like, if you don't stop this shit, nigga, I'm coming to fuck up your economy. You could have fucked right. up the economy at that point. Like you should have you like you had to have. There had to be some real true consequence. Yeah. There was happened. a way to do this and still did both things that you were trying to do. That's exactly it. Um, but as we see, like sanctions were still put in place, but the Russian economy is still thriving. Um Oh, yeah. Homeland Security reached out to Brian Kemp. Oh, and just as, okay, so, and this pretty much wraps up the documentary, honestly. Mm -hmm. And just as all of this is starting to really, truly hit the news, um, we get the Access Hollywood tape. So it all goes back to pussy. Yeah. And then Access Hollywood tape. Right. We get everybody's, like, ending, like, final, we get a final words montage, and that's pretty much it. Um, As we all know, now um he is running again he's made that shit very clear Mm -hmm. it's going to be very interesting to see what exactly the republican party is going to do yeah are they going to immediately fall to the wayside this wayside well no fall to the wayside of a president who's been accused of inciting violence um a president who was accused of inciting the um largest anti-American demonstration in American history, because that's mm. what it was. Yeah. And let's be let's say it, the most violent and the most detrimental anti-American demonstration yes. in in the country, in mm. the history of this country. Yeah. Um or are they gonna do the best to do their best to win the party back? I'm gonna say this both of the Republican Party and Democrat part of the democrats are it's their it's the end of their days yeah as the parties and i mean this as the parties as we know it yeah like this system doesn't work like yeah and as time goes on there's being there's this larger shift pushing to one far end versus another Mm -hmm. like everyone is on these very large extremes but in in let's be perfectly honest, there's a, a, a the majority of these people are in very large extremes, but in reality, they're all still bigots. Yeah. And so that's where we're at, like regardless of in the end. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, and that wraps up Agents of Fuck Fuck Fucking Chaos. Yeah, uh, this is available on Hulu via, via HBO, and you can find it on HBO Max. I almost said HBO Go. That's show you how old I am. <laughs> I forgot that was even a thing. <laughs> right? HBO Go. It's like, oh, yes, I will go. Thank you, HBO. I completely forgot that was even a thing. Uh huh. Oh, uh, I am thoroughly excited though um, for this new season of Real Housewives. So, speaking of new seasons of things, I have been watching um, Real World Homecoming. Okay, I watched the first episode. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, David, no. No. He, you get a, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, like, he, uh, no. It's like, but Total the thing no. about it is, it's like no on a lot of things, but then also, too, I sympathize because it was very gross for Beth to say that he was like a rapist. I can understand that. Especially given that she did the same thing. Wait, with who? With Dominic. She went in there pulling his covers off trying to get Tammy. Oh, yeah. So (sighs) there is definitely a conversation that we all knew was going to happen. Is this a conversation do I think needed to happen did, did i think it needed to happen not really but i knew because I think of this it needed it to happen, happen for tammy i don't think it needed to happen for tammy and i say that because i feel like tammy would just be tammy's just been like that was then get the fuck out of my face with that yeah shit. she's really you know much I mean? not been like talkative about her time on this show like this is not something she goes back to a lot no and you know what though and listening and thinking about the shit that it wasn't until watching this like i remember watching that season i remember I watching that watch season. the season before i watched this because i remember watching the season but i couldn't remember <laughs> all the details tammy's story tammy's life because this was life this was before storyline yeah tammy's life was something that was so very real so very tangible so very relatable um at a time where you didn't have women let alone black women let alone black women from the hood talking about their anorexia and their body dysmorphia talking about getting an abortion and having to deal with that um talking about moments of feeling violated by men in her life like black women weren't talking about shit like that. No, they weren't. So I salute Tammy for that. Like I did, I did ask salute Tammy. And I mean, she, you know, she like had an abortion on like not on television, but on television. You know what I'm saying? I mean, damn near it was damn near on television. She signed right. the damn paperwork. Like it just the only thing we didn't see was them break out the Hoover. Basically, and don't ever say that again. 
will kill you if you ever say that again. That's the only acceptable abortion joke I could ever make. (laughs) (laughs) I will murder. Yeah, Tammy was a queen. She's a queen. She did a lot. She definitely, like, they kept saying she's so guarded, but I don't think she was. I think she was actually very open, just not to them, because they didn't really give a fuck. I think so, too. It did, like, I did, I forgot how different season two was from season one. Like, they didn't make any attempt to get along on season two. It was just like, yep, I don't know, this nigga's on, I ain't got nothing to do with it, this is not my type of Yeah, be straight. That's Tammy, like, that's Tammy all the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I, what I don't, what I didn't get was... Um, I didn't get David's response. Like what, I didn't the lack of accountability, or I didn't understand the blatant lack of accountability. Because like, David just walked in like, "Well, y'all did all this to me, so just think of walk." He walked in. He walked in like it was a proud family episode. Yes, he walked and you know in why I say choosing, that. like actively choosing violence. He he meant it. I feel like he came in and I feel like he came in like Orlando Jones. <laughs> I know seriously, I feel like he came in as if he was Orlando Jones. Like the way David came in, Orlando Jones would be playing that character in the movie. Yeah. Like, he came in like he was about to cuss this bitch out and spit some bars. Yes. <sighs> and my know. heart just, when that shit went left, because I was like, okay, they're talking about it. And he's talking about it. He's being very heartfelt. She's being very heartfelt. They're going to have a meeting of the minds. And that bitch said, oh, no, you got this shit wrong. And these niggas took a massive left with this whole, with the entire conversation. And yeah. David, David was essentially like, fuck you, bitch. I did what I did. You thought That's it was really what it was. He was very much like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. He said, I don't, he said, fuck you and them kids. And Tammy's just sitting there like, nigga. Yeah. And I would I would feel that way too. Like she just she just opened up to you about a lot of things that were happening at that time that she wasn't able to talk and to. And the about. fact that he gonna say, if I knew somebody on this show had them type of mental issues, I wouldn't have signed up anyway. Like, bitch, what? <laughs> He's a fucking asshole. Yes. Fuck that guy. Fuck now, that guy. You you only watched the first episode, so I'm gonna let you get a little That's further right. and see if you still feel the same. But uh, is he gonna sit back and start talking about his trauma now too? I mean, they've been talking about his trauma. That's why he spent the whole first episode talking about it. Oh Lord. If I <sighs> you niggas are 50, get a therapist. They need a life coach in this house. He said he had a therapist. No, they need a fuck. They need Dr. Laura in this house from Bad Girls Club. She used to deal with white bitches trying to fight. She can deal with you niggas, old niggas sitting there having an argument over a game of dominoes. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say this too. I did see the clip where uh, where Reginald Youngblood pulled his tall, sexy, dark, chocolate, dark chocolate ass up there to go defend his woman. Oh, I was like, who? I... Reginald Youngblood. That's his name. I forgot that was his name. 
That nigga's fun. I love Reggie. Yes. Reggie, I agree I with all that, actually. He's like, oh, you a good man. And you fine. And you ready to scrap, too. I'm surprised he ain't punched one of the basketball wives out. Because he, he be ain't trying done. to let them do their own thing and don't be trying to be involved. Yeah, he don't He don't want to be bothered with none of that. You see, nah, he don't he even go to the functions. He'd be like, no, I'm going to stay right on over here. Or Tammy's like, no, you stay your ass at home. He's like, yeah, you're right. I ain't going on. Yeah, he don't even go to the functions. He don't want nothing to do with none of that. You see, like, this, that's your work. I don't want none of that. Um, okay, I got to watch that. I got to watch that. I got to get into that. Yeah. I'm trying to also get into Queen of the Universe, but it's odd. I don't know that I want to watch that. I, I like Vanessa Williams. I do too. I I just don't know. I want to because this just feels like you take American talent and clash it with Drag Race, and that's what this is. Yeah, Yeah, I will say though, it's very nice to see these queens only have to do one thing, so they don't have to like sing a song, make three dresses at. They're not juggling (laughs) plates and singing songs and doing full choreo and keeping the gig going. Yep. Yep, yeah, exactly <laughs> it. They definitely picked the correct judges for it because I'm like, all of you look like bitches who want to have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Michelle Visage yeah. there and Manila is somewhere involved. No, Jujubee. Oh, that's who it was. Jujubee's a contestant. Manila's got a drag show coming on in the Philippines. Yeah, I knew they were both doing something that appeared to be World of Wonder related. Um, so to wrap this up, we didn't talk about it last night, but I've had some feelings. Um, have you heard about the new casting for 14? Yes. Okay, so we finally get two trans women, two openly trans women coming in as trans women for the first time in the history of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Not the usual of, oh, they're trans and they either A, don't talk about being trans or B, they transition after the show. Yeah. But we also get a straight white man. Yes. Playing in women's clothing. Uh, I knew you were going to feel that way, but I don't. I but feel I that don't way because... Feel... Go ahead. This story... This story of this straight white man has overtaken the story of these two black trans women who, who in reality, who in reality are the first two trans women to be on Drag Race. To be on main season, yes. <clears throat> That's what I mean. But, it's like the girls transition later, but these are the first two women, trans women to be on Drag Race. After I'm, a season where they put a trans man on instead of these trans women. Yeah. No shade, love got me. Love yes. got me. Yes. But there's a um um a skewing yet again of but that doesn't that surprise me held within this community. But that doesn't surprise me because I mean also at the end of the day it's a show. Well, not even just that. We know how the drag race audience is. Yeah. We know, we know, we've talked about the racism in the drag race audience, the transphobia in the drag race audience that we've, it's no secret. I hate to so, say it, all of the drag race audience is like dragging Maddie Morphosis. 
except for the ones that are like drinks for everyone i have a victoria stone and yeah i would have liked to see drag before a straight white man an emphasis on the straight and white part <laughs> no say, no seriously no, why I, no i hear man. you and totally understand it and it is because this is another arena and i'm not saying that straight people can't do drag what i'm saying is this is another time where a straight white man has come in into a space that was built for the marginalized and made it about them and, and truly and utterly through no fault of their of their own in right. reality yeah no not at all blaming the contestant but the fact yeah. that this is the story that they know is going to sell versus the story of these two black trans women that does say something we'll see we'll have to see what happens but yeah, it's every season when it's announced the like main season I'm always like, I don't like none of these girls. I'm not watching it. There's a couple of girls on there that I'm like, okay, cute. There's a girl from Grand Rapids. She's the mm-hmm. first Michigan queen, mm-hmm. which is whack. Let's be perfectly honest. <laughs> no, it's not. Because no, it's not. Let's just be honest. I, mean, I don't. Whenever on. I see the contestants announced, because I don't, I just see the picture. I never know which queen is which anyway. Mm-hmm. So and oh, no, I, I watched the whole on thing. purpose. Like I don't never watch that casting special thing that they do all the time. I don't do none of that. The I purposely queens. don't want to know who's who going into the season. Mm-hmm. That way, I don't have time to develop opinions about them. Well, see, I always watch it because I'm like, all right, where are my weirdo kids and where are my black kids? And it's like, all right, I That's know who, I look even at the if picture. I'm not watching it, who I'm following. That's why I look at the picture. I look at the picture they put out, see like, okay, which ones am I interested in? And then the day of, I figure out who that person is. Cause like I already, now granted, because at this point, the drag, the girls not on Drag Race are starting to match up with the girls that's been on. So a lot of these queens are connected with other queens that I follow. Cause you know, the mm-hmm. black drag world is very small. So I know- yeah. Like I know more who I know more information now than I ever have going into a season. Yeah, especially when you pull like multiple girls from the South, multiple girls from New York, multiple mm-hmm. girls, multiple girls from either a region or a city. It's usually like, oh hey, oh hey, or at the very least, like they've heard of each other. Yeah. And then like or some of these girls I knew because I've seen them perform, or you know, so it's like it's getting now as this show goes on harder and harder for me to walk into the show unbiased because it's becoming more and more girls that I either know from having seen perform or are connected to other girls that I already follow yeah no I get that I mean it is funny though when somebody's daughter comes on and they're like I'm 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 such and such I'm Alexis Davenport Minnesota Mm -hmm. Michigan's mama or her daughter, and I came to slay. She made it to the top four when she was on. So I know I'm going to take it all the way. First episode, Vanji, Vanji, bitches fading to the background. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. The review, the re- reveal looks 
they look pretty decent. They look the 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 ad looks are definitely cute. Yeah, they definitely like. I, I want to say almost all of them are really. really I didn't good. see one that I hate. That's why it's, that's why I said that because none of them were bad. No, so. I saw some like if it was like a judging situation, I saw one or two that I would clearly not like. I don't live for. But I didn't see it. It's like, oh, okay. Right. It's kind of like, like, oh, this is is happening. All right. Like, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing was like offensively horrendous. Yeah. Not like that frog bullshit Ginger Minch came in and. I will never, ever, 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 ever be over that terrible ass outfit. No one is. She. I don't even think she's over it, honestly. I think she still lives with deep-seated regret and existential crisis. Mm-mm. And she knew that was that was a bad idea. She thought it was funny and was like, oh, I have It wasn't no even stuff. funny. It was just... It wasn't. Ugly. Like... It wasn't funny at all. It wasn't funny at all. No. It would have been funnier if it was an actually nice-looking outfit. Yeah. But you were still a frog. <laughs> yeah, it just it was she, yeah, she could have left that at home. Right. That could have stayed in the box, girl. You ain't have to pull Actually, it. that could have stayed in pieces. Like you didn't have to have that made. Didn't have to do any of that. You know what? Not even pieces. That could have stayed in the full yard. Left it in the full vaults. We could have left them sequins where they was in the box. That's exactly it. Like we didn't have to do anything Any of that. that was done there. Um well, I think that's all I got. I was say, but we can get up out of here now because it has been yeah. a, a while and it is getting late. I am tired. I'm tired. Um, on that note, I mean, I'm tired uh, now like because to... you know it's past my it's bedtime. Late. It's past my bedtime. Yeah, yeah, tired now. This is my like watch some, watch my stories, watch my Golden Girls, and play uh, this little RuPaul's Drag Race game on my phone till I fall asleep at it's midnight. It's funny because <laughs> I was actually just playing that game too. It's so stupid. It is, but I'm kind of. Um, no, same, same. Yeah, I'm on my like 13th or 14th challenge. Just like I don't, I just I like, need a new top. I just, um, but on that note, I hate y'all. I'd like to tell um all of you all that Jimma is a fat cunt, and we're not gonna do that cunt. every week. <laughs> we're not doing that every week. I'd like to tell Jimma she's a fat cunt someone told her she was fly sexy and attractive and she said they lied to her she is none of the sort she is none of the sort I hate you so much. <laughs> we're not doing this every single week i just cannot <laughs> i can't i say that shit at work now oh it's also even a new clip. You... the fact that this has become your thing it's not even like it just happened <laughs> um also to remember it is almost Christmas time. Be blessed. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. And get some dick in your wig. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, <y'all. laughs>